I heard some gunshots. I heard a bunch of gunshots. And I just kind of just bolted out my seat real fast and I went and opened up the front door. And then when I opened up the front door, I just started calling Chin's name. I was like, Chin, Chin, Chin. I must have said it about eight to 10 times just calling his name. And I walked through the trail and I could actually see where the blood was dripping. I saw where the wound was. And I knew he was gone then. I was whispering to him. I said, Chin, I said, is this the day? I said, is this it? I'm like, Chin, this is like really, really happening to us right now. You are really laying right there without life. That's all I could just think of, like, I can't believe this. You know, I just couldn't believe it. How do you feel talking about it? I feel actually all right. I get misty-eyed about it because everything is still kind of fresh with chin and everything. And I'm probably going to cry every time. I would say that it's probably the worst pain in the world. I, I don't know any other pain that matches this or that could equate with this. I, I just don't know of it. Will you? Can you help solve the case of 23-year-old Chinyelu Humphrey? If so, you will remain anonymous. And there is a $2,500 cash reward from Crime Stoppers for information that leads to an arrest. But if you need more incentive, please keep listening. I think about how the scene could have looked you know, um, with all the uh, police and the ambulance and everything actually over here in this space, and it wasn't. I really appreciate that too. I did. That fast thinking and protective spirit that he had to the end. I'm Andrea Isom, and this is Missing Murder and Mayhem. Together, let's help save the missing, help solve and stop the murders, and help prevent the mayhem. This one is called Mama Shoe, The Mission, The Misery, The Memories. Chin was my first child that I had at home without no, you know, medication, no nothing. I felt very empowered to make that choice and to do that with him. That's why he's really extra special too. Chinyelu Geb Kehero Humphrey, the invincible God of the earth that was born at home. That's his whole name. I already had that picked out. I knew that and he, he proved to be it too. Yeah, I was like, oh, the invincible one is here. <laughs> That's what I said. And still is. Still is. Still is. 
Most of the victims who have lost loved ones to violence that you hear on this podcast are strangers to you. But this mother, she may not be. She is known around the world and is often referred to as being invincible herself. Shamayim Harris, also known as Mama Shu. Mama Shu, a woman who is doing wonderful things for change, for community, for legacy. And she does it in such a remarkable way, ways that sometimes even feel like miracles. This inspirational leader is breathing new life into her blighted neighborhood. Go inside Mama Shu's latest project. Today, starting at five on four. Brick by brick, literally, with the foundation of faith as the founder and CEO of Avalon Village. It's a up and coming and transforming eco village. We're transforming Blight to Beauty on one city block in Highland Park, Michigan. Um, Avalon Street between Woodward and Second. We're building beautiful things for the community on the children. So they feel safe and feel secure. That is why people are fascinated by Mama Shu and this mission. Articles have been written about her and she's done numerous national and local television interviews and she has received awards and recognitions galore. I'm like, whoa, just doing something like that and making the choice to make a situation better. And people really were really digging my work for that. They were like, man, you just, you're just a regular person and you just decided to do it. I was like, yeah, it feels good. And, and they want to know about it and they want to know how to do it too. And even in their own small way. Mama Shu, the philanthropist, entrepreneur, mentor, leader, groundbreaker, so many titles. But Mama Shu's most cherished role is mother. When you have children, you always say, oh my God, I would just fall apart if something really happened to my children. And you know, you would think those and those are fleeting thoughts just because you're a parent. When it really, really happens, it's almost like a unbearable thing. It's something that you just gotta just basically submit to, but it'll always be in the back of your head, just always there. Of course it will, but how much pain can a parent take? Jacoby, who got hit by a car uh, in 2007, he was two years old. That was, you know how something shocking, it's just like, what? It just was just weird, a two-year-old getting hit by a car. This is in my life. This is what it is on this journey. I'm gonna have to deal with that. And then several years later, when Chan got killed on 126, he got killed, 2021. And it was several years later. I really didn't know what to think about that. Sometimes I think about it, it's like, I think this is just some horrible, it seems cruel to me, actually. Like the first child and then 13 years later, and I felt like, damn, it felt like back to square one. I swear it did. Now here it is all again. It just was just this whole energy that my son had, Chinyelu had. It just was just a great kid. It was just a wonderful relationship that was building. I had time with them. See, that was the thing too. 
So it made Chin a little worse when, when I lost Chin. I cry about it almost, um, almost every day, whether it's I'm over here in the office and I'm looking over here where he was. January 26th of 2021. It was around 6 p.m. in Highland Park, a city that neighbors Detroit. I was on a board meeting call, a Zoom call, and it started at uh, 6 o'clock. One of Chin's friends that I was taking care of, he was upstairs. It wasn't even far from when he left to go to the store. There was nobody on the block but me and Chin. Chin was across the street in his truck where he would point the car to the house so that he can kind of look out for things. Why she was coming in and out and all of that. I heard some gunshots. I heard a bunch of gunshots. And I just kind of just bolted out my seat real fast and I went and opened up the front door. And then when I opened up the front door, I just started calling Chin's name. I was like, Chin, Chin, Chin. I must have said it about eight to 10 times, just calling his name. When I looked over there in the space where his car was, I saw um, a man run, okay? He ran and he ran behind what we call Village Hall, the building. Next thing you know it, I saw this other second man. The driver's side door was open and he was standing right there. I just kept calling Chin's name. The guy just kind of, for some reason, I'm going to say that he was stunned or I don't know what he was thinking, but he didn't move right away. He also jetted off. And I said, Josh, did you see what happened? Did you hear what happened? I said, Chin was in the truck. He not in there. What's going on? Imagine having to process all of that, seeing it, hearing it, but then not a word from her son. Got a call from Josh stating that Chin was over on the next block. He uh, bammed on the door from one of his friends. The house right behind us, he went and he died right there. He collapsed in the floor, and in the doorway, actually, right in the doorway, on his back. And I went over there, and he was there. I saw where the wound was. I knew he was gone uh, then. The paramedics, they did come. I saw them trying to resuscitate him. I was whispering to him. I said, Chin. I said, is this the day? I said, is this it? I got a chance to see him. That was just how I last saw him. How was that? I couldn't believe that boy was laying up there like that. I'm like, Chin, this is like really, really happening to us right now. You are really laying right there without life. I just, I just, that's all I could just think of. Like, I can't believe this. You know, I just couldn't believe it. And the creator somehow let me see this. Why else was I supposed to see this? A lot of people, unfortunately, they don't know who killed their loved ones. They just gotta live forever without knowing. So here is an opportunity to actually really do something and make a difference. Man, 
Chin, I miss you so much. I miss him just being my partner and us talking. I miss you, Chin, making plans. He was just 23. He had an innocence about him, too. He helped to build the village, to build his homework house. This happened in his safe space. It did, yep. It's a sacred space. I believe that that's why Chin ran from here. And I just think that he just didn't want to actually be over there and die. I just really think that. And my spirit told me that he ran right across Jacoby's Park. And I walked through the trail and I could actually see where the blood was dripping. That was still, to me, protecting or whatever in his own way. I think about how the scene could have looked with all the police and the ambulance and everything actually over here in this space, and it wasn't. I really appreciate that too. I did. Her mind will always be on the memories, the best and worst of them. But in the forefront now is getting justice for Chin, making sure the two monsters that took her son's life pay for it. However, it does have to be dealt with in a lawful way. To me, anything else is disrespectful. But she felt dismissed, ignored, pushed to the side. That is when this warrior went to work, doing something deliberate, something brave, bold, a billboard with Chen's face on it for everyone to see. With these words, my son was killed. I saw who did it. I told the authorities, no arrests, help me. I did it because I just felt that nobody was listening the regular way. I told you I saw who killed my son. I didn't see them shoot him down, but I saw the people who did it. And I'm telling you who did it. And I've told you on every level, giving you every clue, every single thing that I can give, every number, everything connected, sent them pictures, videos. And I've been fair and I've given enough uh, chances and time to get responses, to be communicated with, it just wasn't good enough for me. It just wasn't good enough for me. I was just looking for somebody just to help me, and I didn't even know how that even was gonna look. One of the main reasons that I did it was because if I know that it is someone running around here and you say tell, and I'm telling you, and that was just really troubling to me. A lot of people, they don't wanna say nothing. I just happen to be not that person. And thank God. Yeah. Yeah. What would she say if she ever saw these two young men again? A lot of people are asked that question when crime hits home. And you may be surprised by her response. I'm so sorry that you were unable to recognize that you were great too. 
Y'all sitting over here hating and trying to take and rob and kill because of envy and jealousy and all of that kind of stuff. Some people are jealous because you're loved. Whatever has happened has made you go this other way and not for you to recognize the greatness or the prince inside of you. And to Mama Shoes, beautiful boys, the constant loves of her life. This mother's love knows no boundaries, just a beginning and never an end. The children are physically gone, but they're very, very mighty and they have mighty spirits. I've just been raised to pay attention to the energy that was actually brought to me and understand that it's still here and be able to still enjoy the sons. And the work that I do actually is really healing. It keeps me going, especially the stuff that I do in their honor. I just still hear things and I feel things. I'm just thankful that I am connected that way. That's really important to me. I still get good vibes. They are wonderful ancestors and ambassadors. They're still my children. I'm raising them still in the heavens. If you know anything at all about the murder of 23-year-old Chinyelu Humphrey, please call 1-800-SPEAK-UP or go to 1-800-SPEAK-UP.ORG. You will remain anonymous, so you do not have to say your name or anything at all about who you are. Just please say what you know. Chin was gunned down on January 26th of 2021. It happened in Highland Park, Michigan, while he was keeping watch over his mother, his family, his community, on the profound piece of land called Avalon Village. Mama Shu was there to bear witness to some of the brutal, horrific moments from the two men who she holds responsible for her son's murder. There is a cash reward for information that leads to an arrest. And remember, your silence is complicity, but your voice can bring justice. Missing Murder and Mayhem is a division of Crime Stoppers of Michigan. The episodes are produced and written by me, Andrea Isom, with my production partners, Joseph Harris and Robin Schwartz. Listening to this podcast can help solve crimes in seven counties throughout Southeast Michigan. Crime Stoppers of Michigan does not get any funding. What they do for victims and their loved ones is strictly through raising money, donations. So you can go to 1-800-SPEAKUP.ORG to donate. And you can learn about the open investigations on the Crime Stoppers of Michigan Facebook page. And you can also find all of the podcast episodes at missingmurdermayhem.com.